0: RPG Podcast I'm in Max, 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 Max Pursuing the RPG hobby with Reckless Abandon Thank you for joining us for Season 19, Episode 20 of Happy Checks RPG Podcast My
1: name is Stu My name is Kimmy
0: I'm still Stork Yep It's just the, just the three of us
1: Yep It's all cool It's all good It is in this episode
0: of Happy Tricks podcast, oh wait, yes, no, I'm right. Uh, we're going <laughs> to discuss spinning plate syndrome. Yeah. Uh, Javier from Spain asks about keeping players invested between sessions. Mm-hmm. Nicholas from Sweden writes in about players having about playing when having the full picture. Mm-hmm. James writes in about yes ending failures, or is it just crazy players? And then Allervant asks, Is this going too far with Dice Fudging? But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're on the social mediers. Yeah, We're on the tweeters. Yeah. Happyjacksrpg, all one word. And we're also on Instagram at happyjacksrpg, all one word. If you want to watch us live? We do the show on Fridays at 8 p.m. Pacific time go to happyjacks.org slash live and you will find all of the necessary links and chat rooms and stuff live? to watch us live Live. live. Uh, and if you'd like to uh, support the show you can go to happyjacks.org slash patreon yes. p-a-t-r-e-o-n
1: do the thing
0: and support the show directly yes do you want to play anything? I played what did we run? we ran a vampire yeah, yeah. Oh, you were, we were both. Oh, you this yeah. I watched it though. That's right. you did. You guys, were you, were you floored? I, no, I don't want to spoil anything Yeah, spoilers. It. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, at
2: first I was like, I, I, I thought it was a really, really genius move because,
1: mm. <laughs> for a lot of reasons, there was, shit went down, man. Like a lot. Well,
2: and, and in the chat room, they were all like,
1: "Swerve!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just when you think it's going one direction, swerve. It was, uh, it was really good.
0: Did she warn you she was going to do that? Well, she don't be careful. Uh, yeah, I know, okay. I will. She um,
2: and I'm not giving it any other way. I'm not saying which one it was because there felt were no she, men there. Yeah. There were just three she women. Kinda, she
0: kind of felt like there was a like a a target on her back,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she went. And she wanted some. I wonder why. <laughs> right, and she wanted some. Breathing room. Mm-hmm. No, she wanted some ways or options on how to uh, avoid that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I gave her, I think, two or three, and she picked the one I was, I thought was she was least likely to pick. <laughs> of course. Therefore, it was the one I did not really you prep for. When I was watching it, uh, you didn't seem too surprised. You giggled, but you didn't seem well, like You didn't go... <laughs> She had texted me on which one she wanted to do okay. like two minutes before she walked in the door.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, and, and then we, you know, within a couple minutes we started.
2: That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. It was a really fun moment. So yeah, it
0: was... It was, It was.
2: So everybody was needs to tune in and watch that. Actually, I think we gained a couple of followers oh, yeah. uh, during the
0: yeah. course of that, but uh, to find out what we're talking about. And uh, other things coming up, other games I want to talk about now. <clears throat> spinning plate syndrome.
1: Yes. What
0: do you mean by that? Speaking of vampire. Speaking of (laughs) vampire. What what do you mean by spinning plates? Spinning plates. uh, You know, the... Is it, uh, is, is it is is it a, a Chinese thing? The, well, they, they spin I the plates I and the. Is I it think of it like circus or vaudeville or whatever. Yeah, What's the it?
1: circus thing where you have well a they pole. they take the things up yeah. and they get yeah. them spinning and. and da spin, da da da. Yeah. I
0: thought it. I thought it developed in China. Maybe it didn't. I, 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 I don't Who yeah. yeah. invented plates? I could certainly. Who invented plates?
1: Who invented China? Wait.
0: Sorry. See, it probably it
2: is there. It is. I don't, yes.
0: yeah. Anyway, give me So basically, as as party's adventuring. They discover plot hooks or adventure leads, stuff that they can do, and they pick which they're going to do and which they're not. Or they're going to say, okay, well, we're dealing with this right now. We'll make a note of this, and next time we're back in this town, we'll do this or whatever. But I kind of want to talk about how how players can handle it. Mm And deal with it, because the thing that... Well, I'll get to that in a second. And also how GMs can handle it. Because there are times when you've got a party that is uh, terrified, Mm -hmm. let's say, and they are unwilling to take a plot hook because they're afraid it will mean certain death, uh, you throw out more plot hooks. (coughs) But that doesn't mean the previous plot hooks go away. Right. No. So that's kind of what I want to talk about, is that sort of thing, from both the player's perspective and from the GM's perspective. Because that's usually why GMs do it. They're throwing things out because they're trying to... It, it's sure. like putting bait and throwing <laughs> it out on, to see if it can get to fish. No, the fish didn't like the cheese, so I'm going to try a sardine. Well, and and there's the also sardine.
2: stories that you want to tell, too, because there's, there's things that, as a GM... You, you're like, you could spend a lot of time in your head creating these little worlds. Like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if... Wouldn't it be cool And So you could throw them out, too, because it's something that sure. might be interesting that you think might be interesting to try to play.
0: Well, yeah. P- presumably, everything I throw out is something that I think could be interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's all...
1: I mean... Why? Well, put something interesting out there, please. <laughs> <laughs> you may be like
0: throwing it out just for the players, and I
2: think that it's, it's also important to, to put oh, it... Oh, sure. This is something that you've thought about and have a really cool idea about or a spin on. Or,
0: or I'm curious as to how it, this, that might progress during the course right. of the game sessions. So, but yes, it's both. So as, as players, what do you, how, how, a lot, a Vampire Game, perfect example, mm-hmm. a lot of problems, some of those are now someone else's problem. Right. <laughs> in the game. But a lot of problems, some tough ones, too. Yeah. How, how do you think, I, see, f- firstly, I think, I think. We like to talk about immersion and you know the players playing their characters and getting inside the characters' heads. But the dangers that the characters are facing aren't real to the players. No. If you on your way home, some guy came up to you you've never seen before and says, I'm going to kill you, you motherfucker! Absolutely terrifying. You are not going to forget that. Mm-mm. That's not something where you're going to be driving to work the next day and say, oh yeah, that guy said he was well, going to kill I me. I should have mentioned that to someone. Yeah. Damn it. Right? yeah that's yeah. not gonna happen but for your character being threatened or having knowing that there's some creeping dread mm-hmm. somewhere in the peripheries of your life that's going to pounce on you at some point is gonna keep you on edge but as the player there's a degree of separation there so it's like eh, I'm just gonna I'll just forget about it <laughs> it just it just you'll it's not real so right. gonna,
1: well and also the time. Between things.
0: Sure. And, and you know, we have, there's, we have a severe time dilation with the vampire game. Although, like, six, five or six days went by during the course of the, the last, last session. Right. But still... That's but I mean,
1: in like, real-life days. Right. It's like, you're like, oh, a thing happened. And if you would see that same group of people, like, the very next day and play that same game the next day...
0: you would, Oh, everyone would know.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I, we totally remember that XYZ happened.
0: Right. And that, that kind of gets, ac- actually gets onto the... Okay, sorry. To, to this, I'm jumping ahead. ...email. Um, but... How do how do you how do you think as players what is what what is the best way for you to manage that kind that information so that it remains as relevant and in the forefront of the character's mind?
2: There, there's a couple of things at play here as a player. Uh, first of all, it's a group of people, yeah, um, and oftentimes it descends into what what plot hook they want to take or some personality decides that that's, you know, we're going to take the boat to Death Island anyway. I don't care what you all say and, and, and off you go on the one sure. particular to plot hook without anybody else really be having a say so. Mm-hmm. Sometimes too it's just uh, something something is more immediate than the others. It's like we're being shot at by a sniper. Uh, let's just drop what we're doing and, and resolve this. And that can, that can take a while to resolve. It could take a couple of game sessions mm-hmm. before they go back and revisit. Sometimes also there's something that isn't that immediate uh, let's say you just have a benevolent witch who, <laughs> although powerful, isn't really affecting you yet, and you're still aware of her. Is but, at home but,
1: sewing doilies, right? <laughs> she's not
2: necessarily a threat yet,
1: right, right now. But,
2: but and currently, the guy shooting at you is. So, so there's some prioritizing that's been going on as well. And then there's even sometimes like we we can't handle that yet. There's there's no way we, we can tackle that. We need to come back and revisit that when we have more power, more plans, and more you know, and are yeah. more deeply entrenched. I know with the vampire game too. We were we've been so knocked about left and right and stuff. And it's not your fault. It's actually a lot of fun and it's very very cool. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying this wrong. I'm not saying it as a bad thing. It's just it's been it's been so dynamic and things bouncing everywhere. We haven't really had a chance to stop and go. Okay. All right. What about Doyle McMitcherson? What happened now? We mm-hmm. haven't had that moment to sort of kick back and we've been we've been actively pursuing this one storyline. Sure. Um, it's finally ended, and I, I can see now we're starting to pick up pieces. But as a player, again, I'm not acting alone, right? And then even that also says some of the, some of the plot hooks might be personal plot hooks. You know, mm-hmm. they might they might relate to somebody's backstory, and the rest of the group isn't necessarily want to travel across country to go meet your master or, sure. or whatever. They that's something that's personal to you, not necessarily to them. So they all have input about what it is the group is going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Th- there, down. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like your point about different things being a different priority to different characters. Sure, uh, that's absolutely. Because 100%. Like, we had... You know, I think we're focused on Vampire because this is, you know, the, the best example of a spinning plate game with a bunch of stuff happening. Um, and it was, you know, it was hard because... Uh, well, I don't want to give spoilers. Um, as Prince, sometimes you have to... Like, you have to manage that stuff, and it's weird being a, a player in that position, but, like, there'd be things where I would see that this was the most important thing, and then someone else would think, oh, no, this is more important, like, this is a bigger threat. And you can totally justify both points of view. Right. So... The Alpha Bar yeah. reboot
2: was a good one. It uh, was a good example of that yeah. as well. There was a time when we were like, well, let's get the sword, and we're going to go to an island. We're like... And you were like, "That, but, yeah, okay... It was almost a made-up plot hook that the players then went off on, right. as opposed to following the trail of breadcrumbs that clearly led to the other direction. Um, it's it it is a group it's a group mind, and everybody you know, there's a consensus that has to happen, and then you ought sure. to go on to the a- other direction. And as
0: GM, you don't know. No, <clears throat> when you, I mean at the table you'll figure it out, obviously, but when you're prepping, you don't know how the players are going to prioritize things. No. no. And, and, and I, they don't. I'm constantly don't. well. I'm constantly surprised <laughs> when, like, in the L5R, in in one of the L5, I don't even remember, I think it was in the reboot of the L5R game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the, the the I was thinking the players were going to head into the lion territory, uh huh, because they had the the one of the, one of the swords, yeah, right, right, and. I had all that prepped. I know. That's that shit was all ready to go. Still, I we got on a boat and went to the. And, and you went the opposite direction, yeah. and you went to the where the <laughs> order the of mystery the monastery was, yeah. whatever it was Or some b-
2: weird, just unjustifiable reason. We were trying to hide the sword. I don't, I don't remember what it was. I don't think it had anything
0: to do with the sword. I don't know. I don't know what happened because uh, the sword. I don't know. Had you recovered it at that point? I don't yeah. remember. You had okay.
1: I don't remember so much of that. Game.
0: Well, well, there was a sword that was cursed.
1: I remember that. Yeah, but I don't remember what we decided about. And
0: it, in, in the previous group, if I recall correctly, had buried the sword somewhere in the forest or in a swamp.
1: Yeah.
0: And it started corrupting that area. Yeah. And you I think the new party went back and got it. Is that correct? We went back to go find it, it was missing. Then we tracked it down to a camp and I remember I killed you oh, guys that's right. with my one green character, fire. And stuff. One character decided to hide it because they thought oh. this is way too dangerous to keep. So one character went off with the sword and what hit it somewhere. that, Does that mean? Might have been yours. I was was like,
1: that sounds really familiar. That sounds like a great plan. Some genius thought of that.
2: (laughs) So, okay, so right (laughs) there, right there there were all these diverging storylines basically because it was a a group effort as Mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, everybody had their own opinions about what it is we should do. Right. Uh, I think that that is... I mean, it, oftentimes we create our own spinning plates out of that. You know? yeah. Like all of a sudden we went off in a completely different direction. You're like, I, I, don't have a plate for this. I, I guess a I'll a, here's a new one. Oh, I yeah. now got
0: to take one off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, and I think you you, come, you run into a lot there. The don't split the party mentality, which we do a lot in our games, and that's okay to, to split the party sometimes. But like the going back to the vampire game, I mean, you could also talk about the Inukai game this way, but it's like, in the real world, like, as Prince, it would be like, you handle the cameras, you handle the witch, you handle and, like, boom, like, everybody goes and deals with something. Right. But you don't want to do that in an RPG. So there's a little bit of, I guess, I mean, it's metagaming, it really is.
0: Well, I think it's okay to split
1: the Right. See, See two and two it seems fine to me, but you don't want to send everybody in a different place.
0: In real life, that would make the most sense because then you're going to get the most ground covered and yeah. you get everything deal- dealt with immediately.
1: Yeah, but it makes it a mean, really crappy RPG game because literally it's like, okay, it's your turn. Okay, ignore you while I take you on. And right. So you and,
0: get, and, 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 but you have to hit those things quickly and yeah. you have to bounce around.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
0: don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with splitting the party as long as it's handled fast. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a quick thing where like two characters are going off and doing something, and you're going to send the other two characters off to do something else, yeah, let's resolve this really quickly. It's not going to be, you know, the big set piece fight. Obviously, if I had <laughs> planned for that to be the, be the big set piece fight, one of two things is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's n- either not going to be, it's going to be an easier fight. Yeah. that's it's going to get resolved in ten or fifteen minutes. Right. Or they're going to show up and realize there are we over. need more help. Yeah, and they're going to go and meeting. it's going to stay the, the set piece fight.
1: Please, and um, I'm going to make sure uh, that
0: yeah, I'm yes. going to make sure that they all know.
1: Yeah,
0: we need to, we need to go get it, and that's how those other
2: plates then fall, and the other one stays spinning. And everybody yeah. really right? comes to that plate. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's another problem or, or aspect, which is. Are oh, we
1: getting two off? Should we finish the
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. The email and then it wasn't. There's oh no email. Oh. This oh. is just a talk. Oh,
1: this is just. Oh, okay. Um,
2: I had a, I had a thought and it fell out of my head because of the whole spinning plate thing. Go ahead, keep, keep going. I'll see if I remember it again. Yeah.
1: No worries. Um. Yeah, I mean one of the ways I think it's great to manage it and one of the things I wish I'd done uh more with the Vampire game specifically once we started getting like feedback about it um like just keeping cuz it's great it had to have some like a someone writing it down like the the diaries and stuff yes, like that yeah. which is incredibly helpful At the beginning of the, each game. The
0: thing the thing with that is like uh Samantha writes writes very detailed notes of the game as it's going on, mm-hmm. and
1: but if something doesn't come up,
0: five sessions ago, yeah. Uh, okay, there, like she goes back and goes, it's been now, of, I don't know what, probably a week and a half, mm-hmm. no longer than that. In game time, it's probably been almost three weeks, maybe a month yeah. since you guys discovered that there's a secret basement place that's recording everything on the island.
1: hmm
0: It's still there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think you know who's running it, mm-hmm. but there might be employees still going there, and that information is going out to somewhere. It may not have okay. just been going to Sebastian. It may have been going to other people as well. Right. You have no idea. Yeah. And it's still there. Yeah. But it hasn't come up in the game. Right. So when when Samantha r- reads her recap of it... hmm that might have been eight sessions ago that that came up and there hasn't been a mention of it since. Right. So I think in that case it's the G- it's the GM who has to bring it up and says, "By the way, and I think the GM should probably list these things out and have like a have them in like a, a one note or something where you can just say, "You know what? Here are the things that your characters would not have forgotten." Yeah. About, but See, you as players have.
1: Yeah, and that was what I was going to come to next. Like I wish I'd just kept like a list. Right. and maybe numbered them each week. Like, this is number one priority this week. This is, you know... Um, sure. Because I think that would have helped, um, you know, as Prince, you know, to keep things kind of moving, to not let things fall by the wayside. And I don't, I don't know if I agree that that's the GM's job.
0: I mean, it's, It doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. But I think if the GM isn't helping the players remember that stuff... Because, yeah. like I said, the characters would remember that yeah. shit. If the GM's not helping them, I don't think it's right for him to punish them for not remembering. I think totally, you're, I agree. I, I, that's, no, I, I just read, I remember what I was going to say. What if the players do
2: actually start forgetting plot lines and stuff that happened? I think I think your solution is, is fine, which is every
0: now and again to remind them. Say, let's recap things that you guys have done. Yeah. Now, the other thing that we used to do in the old Eldamy game, this is before we started recording them. A lot of props. Yeah. I had a lot of like notes and letters and maps that and helps. all kinds of things. Yeah. Right. And I remember near the end when the... I don't even remember who was in the game at that point. It had pared down to about six people at that point. And I think Bruce had been keeping all of the props. I had. Well, no, because... No, was it you? Because I remember someone opening up a folder, and all, Me. all they all yeah. came out, and I, I didn't do anything as GM for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Because you guys are pouring through everything, and like... And I'm listening, and you're, like, and you're figuring it out. Yeah. You now have enough information. You have all the shit there, and you're figuring it out. So I think <coughs> if you have, of course, it, it helps if the, if the person who ends up keeping it remembers to bring it every week. Right. But which <laughs> we one. had a problem with as well. Yes. Um, if, you, if, if you're going to give them a, a plot hook that's going to have long-term ramifications if they don't deal with it right away give them something physical that at least represents it yeah. so that they have some something to jog their memory. Yeah. So they can go in and they can find the letter that led them to realize that there's a big bad guy who wants to summon a demon or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, and, uh, Again, players prioritize
2: stuff that's immediate to them. Yeah. You sure. Know? Like, I mean, seriously, we, we had a coup that we had to deal with, and people's lives were being threatened, and there were, you know, we were being attacked. I mean, quite literally on the forefront, that was... Mm-hmm. All right, now that that's resolved, we got a bunch of other things, and I don't think we've forgotten everything. I, I just know that there's priorities. There's also some players that aren't aware of some other things, so yeah. they can't rely on everybody to remember things. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I don't think Albert was around, because remember, i missed a, f- a bunch of sessions when the underground thing was ever discovered. Mm-hmm. So...
0: You oh yeah, you would, yeah. Your player. character may not even know about that. Exactly. And
1: Mac and Jesse's characters probably have no, no idea about the cameras. I think we might have mentioned it to that to one. I think we mentioned it to Asa when she first arrived. But I don't know if we ever told. I, don't I know. think I, like I think Luna
2: when we when, when you guys were in the golf course, there was some repercussions about cameras.
0: There was. Yeah. Okay. That, that was. The, yeah, there was a camera like way down yeah. there that, that had that had caught the fact that that had caught um, Asa. No, Prince Albert. Or not Prince Albert. <laughs> Prince Albert, and again. Um, uh, Prince Daniel coming onto the island. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's when they said, send a strike team right now. Yeah. And then, you know, the boats leave from Sebastian's place. That's true. And they head out. That's why that strike happened, because had they, they had knew. spotted it. But because the, the guys had never addressed the camera thing. Yeah. You still haven't. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be an ugly fight, because you're yeah. fighting in a basement. Yeah. No one told me we were going to be fighting in a basement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was sort of a low priority, I don't know, just because it was like, we could kind of avoid them, like, it wasn't sure. like a, a, like, you have to take care of this now or you're going to die. I mean, it was definitely a disadvantage in that particular fight when we figured that out. Every
0: secret plan you have, yeah. <laughs> well, not every secret every plan, it, but it, it, people can see what you're doing on that island. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, the whole longinus
2: thing, too, that, that kind of is on hold because we were in the middle of trying to, you know, there make a, sure we
0: still have the moat <laughs> to go back to. There, I, I brought in a, a, a thing for that as Drawing well. Bring that in, yeah. With the, the I head. Brought up. the head back, right. Yeah. yeah. So, that's
2: still out there. I know. And, and I know it's still out there. But again, it's just not a huge priority yet. I mean, because it's not here. <laughs> and, well, right. and things, things have settled down a bit now. We can start picking up some of these other pieces. Yeah. Right. Best it's part? on my it's on my to do list.
1: <laughs> Best part of being a new character is I don't have a to do list.
0: Right. To-do list. I don't know anything
1: about this and I give no fucks.
0: Your 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 to do list is
1: completely separate and unique to me. <laughs>
0: right. and, and and it's <laughs> take care of me. Yeah. Well
2: and the other <laughs> thing is because because the moat is no longer controlled by one person anymore, it's by it's basically you know, the glittering night runs. It it's might well some it's of that still, stuff might actually be somebody else's problem. It's controlled by one person.
0: It's still con- yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, also
1: spoilers like <coughs> like it's yeah, been it, a few sessions since my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So ignore the last few minutes if you haven't. Right.
0: right. Fight in the basement. Not nah. in the
1: basement.
0: See <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Master Vidar says yeah. the cement truck will fill it right in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the
0: best. That'd be some pissed off vampires. Oh, my God. But they can get out of there. Some of them, man. If they have got of blood, and they can pump it. They can probably scratch their way out.
1: Eventually, yeah. But it would slow them down.
0: No, I'm all about the cement. Thanks for that. That's a good idea. It <laughs> would It would definitely piss them off.
1: Yeah.
2: So? Fill it full of molten lead.
1: Okay. Yeah. So immediately?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of- what are you guys going to do with two tons of molten
0: lead? Why do you want to need to keep it hidden? Don't ask questions.
1: Does holy water work on vampires? At Mo?
0: No, okay. I, th- yeah, there might be a drawback or whatever they call there it is. that you can take. You
1: say you make cement with holy water.
0: Uh, now, <laughs> I mean, if holy water is being wielded by someone with true faith, it yeah. might have more of an effect because true faith.
1: Yeah, that makes things magical.
0: That right. So, okay. all right. Um, the first email, how to keep players invested between sessions, from Javier in Spain.
1: Ooh. Saludos,
0: mis grandes señores, el duce.
1: <laughs> that sounds so amazing. <laughs> el
0: duce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so pretty it's in like Spanish. Sorry, I'm delighted about that. Saludos.
0: No, it's from Spain. The, the, the S's are. Saludos,
1: mis grandes señores. It's del not uh, Cat-
0: Catalan. 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 Saludos.
1: mi grande senora del duce. Duce. Señores
0: del duce.
1: Del duce.
0: I don't know. Del duce. Javier from Spain here with an RPG question that keeps me awake at night. Without entering into too much detail, I've got a gaming group going since three years ago. Lately, we are uh, concluding our first campaign and preparing to move on to our second campaign. Even though my players have been having fun during the game, something has started bothering me a lot. You see, my players enjoy the individual games, mm-hmm. uh, by that I means sessions, um, while we're playing, they are more or less investing depending on how good the session is going. The thing is, in between sessions, they don't really talk about the campaign in general or the last session. <coughs> Once they have their fun with the game, they completely forget about it, until the next session and when the next game comes up except for rare exceptions they completely forget about the last session <laughs> even well, we have that sorry. even if something really emotional emotional affected them during it um, we play bi-weekly so time is not really a problem bi-weekly means every other week right as yes. opposed to semi-weekly yeah which would be every, twice twice a week, a week. okay Help me, Happy Drex. You're you're my last and best hope. Thanks for the amazing podcast, Javier from Spain. Time. Jeez, I am time from time Barcelona. Is a, well, time, time is a problem, especially when dealing yeah. with ups. You know, we all
2: have got lives and jobs and stuff, and <coughs> our brains get full of that, and then we, we, we quickly forget. And then when the game time comes around, we're like, oh yeah, uh, something,
0: oh my god. Have have one pick pick a player. Yeah. Do it round robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if no one is willing t- to. To just do it like Samantha does in our in almost all our, in all yeah. the games she's in. Yeah. Pick a player every session and say, uh, if you keep notes during this session and read them at the beginning of the next session, I'll give you an extra fifty XP or five XP Ooh. or something. Just give them a little. That's
1: thing. a great idea. A little whatever, thing, whatever. The system yeah. And
0: then the next 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 session, go to the next person. You keep mm-hmm. notes during the game about what transpires and read it in the next session. I'll give you a, a cookie.
1: Keegan says, "Easy, get a snarky redhead to journal each session with sass and panache." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's that's a great thing, and I think it would actually be really cool. Like Samantha actually keeps a journal if you passed it around. Oh yeah. At the end of a campaign, that's a really cool like kind of documentation of, of the campaign, and I really love especially that she does it in character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that adds a ton to. Well, she does it with. A,
0: she's a vampire. She just tells the story. But she's writing a diary for for the the character in
1: Savage Race. I would argue that, I mean, she doesn't do it in character. It's not like, dear diary, this is Riley. But it's like, it's Riley. Like, it is 100%. Like, just because Samantha basically is Riley in real life, (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, like She's you. kind of typecast. There,
2: there are like little Riley comments in there. It's like, yeah. and and Scully goes and ghouls the ew. dolphins, sacrifices.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, ew, it's so yeah, ew. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would argue that it's close enough to me in character, <coughs> but I think that just adds a ton to it. Um, and it, it, I, th- I just think it's such a cool thing, and it's been neat to like flip through her her journals of the old games, because she's on her second one for Moat now. Yeah. She's on her second actual notebook, because right. we've been playing that one so long. And there's, like, little doodles in there, and, like, mm-hmm. it's just a really cool thing.
2: And what do you say to somebody that doesn't like that bookkeeping stuff? You know, how do you...
0: That's why you, ha- you have the carrot. Yeah. so you say, I'll give you the extra XP. hmm they got extra XP, they got extra XP Do you want extra XP? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be behind Everyone? Because we we'll just go round robin Yeah. And every four sessions you're going to have a chance To do it, Yeah. and if you don't want to do it, that's entirely Fine, we'll go on to the next person, but They're getting bonus XP and you're not And pretty soon they're going to be awesome and you're going to be We we did have that Problem,
2: I know, because time is always A problem with L5R, because we were playing Kind of infrequently, and I do remember there were times yeah. We would come back and we were quite literally like I don't even like really remember what lighter. happened Yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: And, but, and usually it was Tyler, I think, who had the best memory.
2: Yeah.
0: I think he was younger and hadn't killed as well, many brain cells with beer.
2: It's also a good argument for having the games recorded because I do remember I would go
0: back and listen to...
1: <laughs> Start an stuff. AP. That's, yeah. our, that's yeah. our solution. Well, even or at least record <laughs> it. Even, even yeah. if you don't, yeah.
0: just having a recorder there... Absolutely. <coughs> and you can get little audio recorders... For reasonable prices now. I mean, the ones we're using. I didn't see. I didn't start recording. Yeah, I didn't start recording. See what I did there? I'm gonna have to scrape it off the. Okay. I do that. I have to do that like once or twice. You are recording now?
1: No, I'm not not gonna bother because we've been talking. We'll grab it off YouTube. YouTube's, but yeah, you, your phone records things. You don't even need to buy us an extra thing. But
2: anyway, right. you just have to take the time to listen to it yeah. to, to recap. Yes. You could fast forward through stuff, and that's but
0: the nice thing about doing it with a podcast. Most podcast players now mm-hmm. will allow you to listen at one point two five speed, one point five speed, yeah. two twice speed.
1: We have and listeners who do that, and they're like, "You sound so high!" No, it doesn't
0: make your voice high; it just makes you speed up. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I, I'll do that. Like if we take a big hiatus, like we did with the uh, uh, Vampire game, and then we came back after Fair two months without or playing. No. Yeah. No. I listened to the whole last session and then like, okay, now I remember exactly what's happening. I also tend to write notes as it when I'm GMing that night. I yeah. recap the important things that I think are important yeah. during the course of the course of the game. That might be something
2: that I, maybe the GM, or, or, and I'm, I think I'll encourage myself now is that when a new plot line comes around, I'll make a note of it myself and mm-hmm. put it on like the back of the character sheet or whatever so mm-hmm. that I know that I can
0: go back to like, oh yeah, here are these dangly plot lines that we haven't dealt with yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, if you have a character who's, you know, by his character flaw is that he's forgetful, I wouldn't well, oh yeah. But, <laughs> but but most people, if they're, if they're... If they're Confronted with a situation that is going to be dangerous to them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to their to their livelihood or to their well being, they're not going to forget them. Right. No. So it's okay to de- take crib notes on that stuff because yeah. it'll happen. Absolutely.
2: I don't. Uh, do you do you think that this is a common problem that he's describing yes, in his email about people 100%. for just
0: they're they're invested, they're emotionally invested <coughs> in the game, and then they leave. And they're all like, oh, they're drained. And you've then got busy lives. You've got work. You got family. You got all the stuff that you're doing, and you're only playing every two weeks. Yeah weeks that doesn't make them bad people weeks. no not at all but and, and I mean some who was it someone mentioned in the in the chat room that they uh, Viric says I text my group questions throughout the week to keep them thinking about it mm. so maybe that's cool you know in, in the in the like in the last session I might I might say to uh to Mac I might text Mac and say hey um, you had this interaction with these people what's your character thinking about that mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be like a quiz yeah but it can be this happened and, and uh, for the gm especially that can kind of give you some direction sure. how wh- where the characters might be going and i love i love to know when the players say this is what we're planning to do next session like we end on a on a cliffhanger or something and everyone's like okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna st- storm in and fight them then I know as the GM, I need to have the whole combat prepared. That's right. right. Yeah. I need to have all my stats for all my bad guys and maybe have a map ready and all that stuff for the next session. So it's really nice as a GM to kind of have an idea what direction they're going to go. I think I've asked the players in the Blood, Blade, and Tusk game that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Wh- where, what are you guys going to do next? And they'll say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And th- that way, or maybe it wasn't that. It was Fast uh, Dominions. No. Maybe it was not Fast Dominions. Yeah. But I would ask what, where, where, what direction are you going, especially with that game because it's all these <laughs> different planets and moons, and there's all kinds of places yeah. you can go, and you have a ship, so there's there's no stopping you from right. going anywhere. So, but that at least gives me an idea. Okay, this is the planet I need to prep next. I need to figure out a what's there and what interesting plot hooks might be there, or and what's going on with all the other plot hooks during mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. So, but that, but that's it's nice to know that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I think what but his his problem here is incredibly common. Yeah. And I think t- I would use the carrot, try the carrot thing first, see yeah. if you can get them to just write any, especially if they write their journals in in character. Yeah. Right? And just and every week, maybe pass a book around from player to player. I mean, th- I think that we've had people mention that years ago when we first mm-hmm. started the show th- that they used to do that. They had a journal that they passed around. Yeah. And everyone wrote, wrote about it in character, and the dwarf didn't like the didn't like the elf and the elf didn't like the dwarf so they're always writing snarky comments yeah. about each other when it's their turn to write it and <laughs> right. stuff like that and it's fun and yeah. then the, by the time <laughs> the session is done you've got a, a nice actual journal of, of the entire game experience yeah. which is cool. Yeah. I don't know think anyone's ever going to read it but one day you'll find it in a, in a <laughs> box somewhere oh, yeah, 20 or 30 years same. later and like look what I found I okay. mean I would love it. I mean I gave away most of my gaming stuff when right. I stopped gaming from the old days but I had, I had shit that went back a decade and a half. Yeah. It's all gone, but...
1: Cool. Can you imagine having one of, like, the Inukai That would be so amazing. Oh, yeah.
0: That'd well, now cool. we have them recorded.
1: Yeah, I know. But, but it's, it's still, that's, like, a cool thing.
0: Yes. I, I, I probably still have mo- all that stuff I produced digitally, yeah. so I probably still have all the files. Yeah.
1: Um, one thing that Jib does for our masks game that's on here on every other Monday night, um, at the beginning of the <coughs> session, he rolls a die, and we each have a number, and whatever the die lands on, it's your job to kind of recap. Okay. Which I know there's extra pressure to actually get it right because we stream it and people are watching. Right. <laughs> but it also is kind of helpful because, like, there's times where we don't remember. So we just all kind of talk through it at the beginning, mm-hmm. which is another – if nobody wants to write things down, like, like literally just being like, okay, five – like, it, that usually doesn't even take five minutes. Usually it's, like, three minutes. Or just, okay, yeah, we, we did this, and then we did this. No, no, we did this. Oh, that's right. And then just right. having people talk through it, too, is actually incredibly helpful I as remember well. we
2: did that with Inokai. we would start. Yeah. Just, just, somebody would start, and then it would all jog everybody's memories. Right. There's a lot of, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's super helpful, too, and really low maintenance for everybody. Right. Um, if you don't have anybody who wants to write things. Um, and then for that game, also, those of you who are Patreon subscribers, um, I think at the $2 level and above, we have individual diaries for that game, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because we don't do it during the game. Because I find that's distracting. Like, if I'm trying to write things down during the game, right. I think I'd lose track of things. Um, <coughs> yeah, yeah, while
0: you're writing down what just happened, something else is happening that you're missing. Exactly. Right.
1: Um, Samantha's amazing at it, but I don't have that talent. Um, but we go through at the end, and just be in between game sessions at some point, we're supposed to write a diary entry from our, our character's point of view of what happened. So some of us write. It, it actually, like, I only can read my own, so I haven't read the others. But we each keep our own, and the, the GM can read all of them. But it really shows you, like, the prioritizing. Like, my character's really affected by these things, and it really gets you back into where your character's headspace was for the next game. And it's not very long. We usually do, like, I, I don't know, maybe other people write pages. I don't, but it, mine's like I'm a teenager writing a journal or writing a diary entry. Dear diary, my it life sucks. sucks I hate everything. <laughs> So and so is kind of cute, but so it's and it's like a paragraph or something. So it takes <coughs> like ten minutes to do. Right. So and it and it's helpful. Are we All right. Suggestions. Okay. No, that's it. It's <laughs> well, there uh, is
2: no elegant way for record keeping other than recording it and listening to it later, because then it, t- it involves nobody's uh, nobody has to lift a finger to do it, and there's you know that no a responsibility lot of
1: time to re-listen to all, all It,
2: it does. It, it yes. You, I don't know. And hopefully you have enough time and. You know, yeah. Driving kids to soccer or whatever to catch up, but I, I'm just saying, in order to, in order in order to remember so what loud, happens, yeah. you have to write it down. You have to document it somehow.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the Ulysses eighty seven says uh, he also asked the players to uh, recap to the best of their memory because often their perception of events is very different from as the from uh-huh. the yeah yeah which is absolutely true and often hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's the best thing about having the players responsible for it.
0: That's at like the one session yeah. I, where I recapped that Samantha wasn't here for the thing. I yeah. did everything from from Lambert's God, point of view. that was so funny. And it's, and, it, and it, like all of the stuff that the dog boy was doing, it was like and I shit you not, he <laughs> gave him back his gun. Yeah. <laughs> it
1: was awesome. It was so good. <laughs>
0: um, uh, okay. Playing. Uh, thank you, Javier, from thank Spain. Thank
1: you. That was the sexiest intro I think we've had from the yes. show. Yes.
0: Uh, playing when having the full picture from Nicholas in Sweden.:
1: Nicholas in Sweden, I guess I will do this one. All right. Hi, Nicholas Swede here with another amazing email. My group started playing our first campaign about four years ago. That campaign is still running, and a few characters still alive are basically and a few characters still alive are basically gods. We, ha- we have battled most of the Warhammer Mythos.: <laughs> wow, Wow. Sometimes we need a break checking out new systems, worlds, and characters. Sometimes <coughs> this works, but mostly it doesn't. Our best vacation was playing the Street Fighter RPG, while the worst has been grim fantasy and worlds similar to Warhammer. I believe I found a reason why. And once we know the problem, we can start working on the solution.
2: You know, I was actually just d- d- just a, a quick pause here. Um, I, I was at my local the local gaming store and there was this book out there that had really cool artwork on it. I, and there were a couple of them at our game store. And I'm like, I didn't understand it. it it's called Simba Room. So I went home and did a little research on it. It's like a Swedish or a Scandinavian um, RPG. Spanish. It's like Spanish. dark... Spanish. I know, Simba. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the artwork's really cool. So all of you Scandinavian listeners, if you guys have played it, let us know what it's like. Because I've read a couple of reviews and they're not real inclusive. I don't even know how... What the dice mechanics like? They're but in
1: Swedish, so I don't know what they say. But the whole the
2: whole thing's a, a grim fantasy world, similar to, to Warhammer. This seems like that's the game because it's pretty dark and grim. Right.
0: I, I'm actually leaning towards getting one of the Warhammer role playing games mm-hmm. because I you know I started buying miniatures and painting them. Yeah. I'm almost yeah. done with my Marines, and and I just bought a mech. There, the the dreadnought dude um, right there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Zachary looked at it and said, Dad, we need to get one of these. Enjoy your role Dad. <coughs> they're really powerful. Mm-hmm. But um, th- that it came with a book. <coughs> the, I bought the Dark Imperium, I think is what the box set is called. Mm-hmm. And it ca- comes with, I don't know, probably 50 minis or something like that. Wow. It sounds, it sounds but okay. it comes with all the rules and the cards for all the units and stuff. But it came with this big hardcover book, which they're War- Warhammer's books... They're like 60-70 dollar books yeah, well, each they're, one. They're thick too, yeah. Yeah, but artwork in it is just total eye candy. Yeah. There's a lot of pictures of like minis, like you know, here's mm-hmm. some dude's army. Mm-hmm. Um and but there's also a lot of illustrations of, you know, battles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that whole book is fluff wow. about the the, the universe. World, yeah.
1: Uh, mythico two in the chat room says, Stu, wait! Fourth edition of WFRP is coming out at the end of the year."
0: I will wait then. See, I would thank you. What would have happened is I would have bought it, right? And, and then, I dis- then I would have then I would have discovered that yeah. that's yes. usually what happens. I dropped I 100,
2: 120 bucks on a couple of books and like, <laughs> oh, they're outdated uh, already. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. So sorry, right. cameaded. I, I just that was okay. something that I wanted to find out about.
1: All right. So and once uh, and once we know the problem, we can start working on a solution. Problem. Having the full picture. I think Back to Old Games is one of my favorites. I believe there is more to it than simply nostalgia. For me, playing is about exploring. Similar locations, characters, politics lead to similar problems, which can cause repetitive gameplay. Sure. We lose the sense of not knowing what to expect. More experienced players know to expect traps in every tomb and bandits in every forest. This starts to feel more as common sense than as experience. Knowledge makes the world smaller and less frightening, while ignorance makes everything more dangerous. <coughs> Example, the first time facing a skeleton, we learned that the living dead handles the fiery, uh, handles the fiery burn much better than whoever, whoever wrestles with it. That, uh, it was me. Yeah, grappling <laughs> grap- <laughs> <Good job. laughs> yeah. a zombie? Yeah, yeah a burning never good. zombie. A burning yeah. zombie. Um, if we would encounter something undead today, everybody knows exactly what to do. And it only takes one brave soul to micromanage strategy, and the immersion is lost. They feel less scary, so much, in fact, that one can wonder how a paladin can be afraid of such a minor threat. P.S. While avoiding metagaming, we are basically fracking the experience. Pretending to be afraid, surprise... Faking,
2: faking the experience.
1: Oh, faking the experience, I sorry. Think. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be faking. Sorry. You've
2: been watching a lot of Battles for I did. Yeah, you. I've been
1: rewatching that in my <laughs> brain. Just kind of put it in there, uh, pretending to be afraid, surprise, or in awe to enhance the experience for other players. Um, PPS, ignorance is bliss. Question mark. That's an interesting point.
0: That's what you just got to mess with expectations. Yeah. I kind of yeah. get what he's saying oh. though too. Is like the, yeah. the more the more
2: you play, the more you things become tropes and habits and stuff. Sure. Like when you, when you first play, when you first stepping into that river, everything's exciting and new. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And bandits in the forest. Oh my god! I didn't think about that. There's bandits in the forest. And now we're like, I'm not going to that forest. Yeah. There's gonna be bandits in there. There's totally bandits. Or if that. we're going in, we're setting watches. Right. And we're yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And and I I get it. You get older, you get jaded, you get wiser. I mean, even playing um, MMOs after a while you do a couple of quests and you're like, this is kind of just the same thing over and over again, these types of quests or whatever.
1: So you, can you can never go it.
2: back to that first innocent couple of years when uh, RPGs were new and it was an exciting, yeah. cool thing. And I don't know if you, well, how yeah, you I can mean, recapture you, that. You can
0: change settings. Yeah. Yes. You can. Pl- you, know, you can go from playing a, a, you know, a typical European fantasy game to playing something like L five R or, or a vampire, fiction, yeah, which is compl- or a science fiction yeah. game. Or, or yeah. there's all kinds. A pulp game, mm-hmm. and they all have their own tropes and they're unique. That
2: that is true. Yeah, it's just, I, I, and I guess that's what he's saying that they've been doing. It's just that's just why sort of like a lot of, a lot of th-
0: That's why, like the the Savage Worlds diehards who only play Savage Worlds are very excited when new setting books come out. Sure, because mm-hmm. a new setting book means new tropes. Yeah, right. New ideas, new thoughts. Um, exactly. And the other thing is you can mess with those expectations too. I mean, I did the same thing in the in the um, game.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, you guys went in and went after a bunch of gobl- goblins. The goblins, I think they goblins. I think so. Yeah, and you found out all oh, these goblins are doing are guarding this guy's place because their families are being held prisoner.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's not what we expected.
1: Yeah, we maybe we shouldn't murder them all.
0: Right, or or, or take a big hard twist on a on a setting like a, like a, um, Blood Blade and Tusk. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, yeah, it's kind of fa- a European fantasy, but it definitely takes place in medieval Europe around the time that there would be crusades and inquisitions. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah that that totally cover, colors the your your fantasy game differently mm-hmm. because now you're not dealing with grumsh and all the other D&D gods now you've got there's one mm-hmm. and there's a big scary church that's in charge of the whole damn thing <laughs> <coughs> and if you if you don't toe the line oh you're a heretic You might mm-hmm. be a witch i mean you it's after a while though i mean you're going to run out of ideas i mean
2: i get it you can make you can make first, you know, a band of bandits like Robin Hood, right? They're 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 out there because the sheriff and the local government are corrupt, and they're trying to just make a living and, and redistribute the wealth that these people sure. hoarding or whatever. But you can't do that for every group of bandits. Mm.
0: Or they might be out there because of desperation, because they're starving to death. Yeah.
2: There's that too. But after a while, it's going to be like, oh, these guys are actually just bandits. Right. Um, I, I agree with uh, changing games. That's really the way to go. But they, that's again, it's another investment. Everybody's going to buy books, somebody's going to memorize the rules. One guy Okay. Okay. Usually, you know, huh.
0: usually in GM, and some people,
1: starts. and some people like oh it's just going I said very sad, um, very sad. <laughs> and uh, like some people like playing in a system they know
0: absolutely like
1: and it, like you were saying like Savage Worlds has a bunch of different types of settings D&D not so much it's kind of all the same flavor for the most part well it's,
0: there's a there's couple different couple settings for yeah, D&D not a lot of no, them no there's
1: like Eberron versus mm-hmm. like the right but you're not going to get like you're not going to be able to skin D and D with Star Wars. I mean, I'm sure somebody on the internet's done it. Who knows? Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. But,
1: um, but yeah, if you're, a
0: syst- if you're playing a generic system, if you're playing a generic system, yeah, but most of them have multiple settings that are going to have their own tropes and their own uh, assumptions, yeah, uh, game world assumptions. And I mean, GURPS? Jesus! I mean, there's you go back into the third edition, the, the you know the, the the high times for GURPS Mm -hmm. you've got setting books for
1: years
0: (laughs) yeah you've got decades you could play play for decades yeah with all of those world books and a lot of them are still in print and still available in PDF Um, Savage Worlds as well um, Hero I don't know what's going on with Hero I don't know math lots of
1: math
0: (laughs) there's a lot of math (laughs) but um, but any of those games or any game that has any kind of a generic thing where you can you know Put put it in a unique setting. Yeah. It's going to have its own feel, and that's
2: I mean that's kind of the solution I think because because everything we sort of mentioned he says you know we take a break we try out new games some were better than others but he says mostly uh, mostly it never really solved it. Yeah, he says, he, he says the reason why is it, um, and it's because it's about exploring uh, new locations and everything seems to be new. And, and you're right if you if you take
0: twists for example, why don't, have why don't to you all play works. Yeah. They don't have to be about exploration. Well, the no, that's only one. goes he is,
2: is exploration, uh, politics. Uh, they all lead to similar problems, which cause repetitive gameplay. But can um, we lose the sense of not knowing what to expect? More experienced players know what to expect. Traps. So knowledge makes the world smaller.
1: Yeah, I think I think as players become more experienced, because so, I mean I can see like I mean especially like vampire, having just switched characters like. That was weird to be, you know, because we've been building those characters for so long, I can see why players would get invested and not want to just suddenly switch systems. Sure. It's like they want to keep playing with those characters. Um, So I would say, I mean... Stop relying so much on the environment, like the the forest. Maybe don't even worry about the forest anymore. Like the travel through the forest. At some point, you're powerful enough that even if you meet bandits, it's not going to be a big deal. Right. I would say that's a great time to start pulling things like you do Stu, from people's backstories, mm-hmm. things that have more emotional punch that they haven't necessarily run into before. That then they have more risk because their family's involved. Or <coughs>
0: yeah, instead of like orcs that. raiding a town, yeah. orcs raid the town your family lives in.
1: Right. Exactly, so it's like, it's right there And that's when you can start pulling from the backstories And from the things that they've already done Like, hey, remember that You know, Mayor, you saved Um, well, you know, he's dead now But his daughter's running the town And remembers you as these amazing heroes And calls upon you for X, Y, Z And So it While it may still be a lot of the same, like, if you really break down, it's still a wizard that they're fighting. It's like, okay, but this wizard now has emotional capital, and there's danger in that for you and the players.
2: See, I find actually changing classes Mm -hmm. and making new characters... Helps me a lot. Uh, I know with uh, MMOs, mm-hmm. you get really used to pl- fighting a certain way or, or solving problems a certain way with your skill set. Suddenly, you're playing a different. You're playing. You're, let's say you go from a fighter to a mage. or right? mm. two completely different things. You have completely different solutions to. You don't know your powers yet. You're still discovering. It's it's exciting. It's different. It's new. Yeah. And I think you can do the same in the role playing game, which is like you know what, if you're tired of your character, let's retire him or put him on pause, or maybe we'll have a second game that takes place in a different part of the world. Play something completely different. Make a make a mage, make a cleric, make a yeah. thief. Play something completely different than this other character. Maybe you can bounce back and forth, but it kind of cleanses the palate, and I kind of get it, because after a while you just start to like, yeah, you know, because y- you... There's
0: a sameness to, sure. to yeah. that character, yeah. and especially if you've played it for a long time. And, and someone mentioned Traveler. That's a great way to mix things up. Oh, yeah. Randomly generate a character that yeah. you really have no control over. Yep. Yeah. And then you play that. That's different. Yep. Absolutely. I and mean, if you're used to making the character you want to make and you always make Rangers. Mm. Yep. Oh, look, I made a junk salesman who can't shoot. Right. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it happens.
1: And talk to your players, too, because you can uh, pull some great kind of tricks and tropes from comic books. Like, how often do super, two superheroes get depowered? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Talk to them be like, hey, How do you guys... Like, talk to them before you do it. It's not cool (laughs) to just depower their characters. Be like, hey, I have this idea for a storyline. I want to... You know, how do you guys feel about being depowered for this one particular arc to get back your powers? It could be fun. You could pull out those first character sheets you had when you started the game. And, you know, it's like a little bit of nostalgia. And then they have to work to get, you know, their superpowers back or whatever it is. Maybe they're a paladin who pissed off their gods and now they have to... The group has to go on a quest to, Mm -hmm. you know, get to... You know, re- redeem him in the eyes of his deity or whatever. So things like that are, are neat too to mix it up with kind of interparty problems rather than constantly relying on those external forces.
2: Yep, it is hard to keep things fresh. It is hard to yeah. to not recycle the tropes, you know, because uh, by by nature of fantasy novels and stuff. I mean, Conan and Elric have many of the same characteristics and even many of the same plot lines in many of their stories. So, how do you make them unique and different each time you play these types of games? Yeah. Sure. That's a real trick, you know? <laughs> and and guess as guess. the more experience you get, the more you're like, oh, well, my character wouldn't know that undead are, are, are afraid of fire or really react well to fire, but but I know. Yeah. And how do I... How right. I, it, we're never going to regain that innocence we once
0: had. No. no and that's fine, because, I mean... The games I'm playing that we're we're playing today, compared to games from you know, the teen years, mm-hmm. yeah, they're way better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, think so. Maybe that sense of wonder isn't quite right. quite there. Yeah, but I mean, certainly the drama and the tension of the game, and the, you know, and the the this the, the, the interesting the, the uniqueness of the stories is much more interesting yeah. now, I think, than it was when we were. I think our attention
2: sentences. spans are a little uh, a little longer too. We could actually play the same characters for more than a couple of sure. weeks. Sure, yeah. right. and
1: everybody can afford beer.
2: Yeah, right. That seems to help. Or can
0: buy
1: beer and buy, can beer. Can <laughs> buy beer
2: and can drink it. Yes. Uh, all right. So it's my turn now. Yep. Uh, failure beer. of yes ending or just crazy players from James.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Done. <laughs> greetings, <laughs> greetings, purveyors of drunken sage-like advice. Yes, it's only sage-like. No, sage yeah, oh yeah. adjacent. <clears throat> um, I've
0: sage-ish.
2: Been li- sage-ish. And I've been listening to the show for a couple of years now, and try as I might, I think I fail at employing the yes-and technique. Or is it that I have crazy unrealistic disturbed players? Hmm? Yes. Set scene. S- scene set. A group of adventurers have returned to a long open market looking for a stranger that one of them has spotted much earlier in the day. <sighs> The man was a perceived cultist, and the group's cleric had glimpsed wearing a hidden talisman that looked similar to one worn by an evil cult that they were fighting. I start off with the thought. The guy is gone. The, cleric players ha- uh, the cleric's player had knowingly let time lapse. He rolls a die to determine his reactions to situations. Hmm. If they want to find this guy, they're now going to have to earn the next clue. Come on, give me something in the form of some investigation some investigative method or thought. Okay, I have to parse through this sentence because I'm not quite sure what it is he's saying here. He, the cleric's player had knowingly let time lapse. He rolls to determine reactions to situations.
1: Yeah, I think he's like uh, like when Bill was playing in our... Um,
2: oh, okay, so... So w- it's
1: like when he... Oh, am I crazy right now? Okay. So he's rolling right. to say, hey, am I distracted by a butterfly? It's like, I don't know. Okay, so this is All right,
0: all right. So now that the, the, they they lost track of the guy, yeah, now if they want to find him. They want him. He wants him to earn the next clue, right? Mm. Okay, but he wa- he would like them to do some sort of investigation. Do
1: you want to act this out?
0: No, no. I was just I, I just well, there's because there's a script there. Oh, okay, all right. right. Okay. Okay. This is okay. to, to illustrate. Okay.
1: Yes. So you be the GM. I'll be I mean, the player. So me.
2: You arrive at the market. It is well after dinner, and while businesses have tapered off, there is still activity with the market. What do you do?
1: Uh. We look for the provisioner that the guy was talking to. Uh,
2: okay, you go to his stall, but you find someone else is occupying
0: it. What do you do?
1: Come on, investigate. Uh, okay, well, come
0: on, come on. we'll look <laughs> That's not yes ending. Why is he not there? Why not have the provisioner there? Sorry, go scene. Go ahead. Hey, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: well, we look around the market for the coldest. What? You're not even going to talk
0: to the merchant occupying the stall. <clears throat>
2: Okay. But
0: you just said that it's not the same guy!
2: (laughs) Only a perception check behind the GM screen, yawn. Natural Chunny, well, shit, I'll give it to him. Me, uh, you see the guy far across the market conducting business with a horse trader. What do you do?
1: I go over to him and stick my pan flute into his back and whisper for him to come with me.
2: Um. Uh, okay. uh, is
1: that a pan flute? Is that a, or are
2: you just having a to gun? See me? Yeah, do we have guns? Okay, um, <laughs> that's not
1: in the script. I'm sorry. I'm going. Roll up an up.
2: intimidation check. Roll fails. The scene a pan out. flute. That's the yeah. 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 What are you like doing? Like gun?
0: <laughs> Zomphir <laughs> <laughs> The scene plays out. Is that a 19 barrel gun? Some bizarre.
2: <laughs> how do you think this would go? Really? Me. What are you doing?
1: I put him in a headlock and tried to drag him off to an alleyway.
2: Uh, Roll athletics fail me. Okay, I'm uh, not sure someone reacted. Bizarre, off-the-wall actions. The result. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you. Yeah,
1: well
2: done. Well done. Uh, Stu brought up some very good points there, which is... Which is you weren't actually yes, ending their situation. So yeah.
0: give so, him the yeah. Give him the guy. Give him the, yeah. the guy he walk. talked to. Said, oh yeah, he was here. Yeah, he bought something. He's headed out of town. And why would
2: they have to earn this thing? I mean, what was it? Why was why was that uh, why was that important to start? You know, it's like they have to earn this. I mean, why why not give it to them? We're going like, to go to the store where the, the point. where
0: we saw the guy buying something. Right. Is the is the guy who who was selling stuff still there? Yes, yes. And, and he smiles when you walk <laughs> up. <laughs> Right? I mean,
1: he kind of, I mean, he kind of yes and him because he was still in the markets, the marketplace. Right.
0: But uh, the, the, right. when he's it's showing his fault. When more he's showing complicated it as, than it's their fault.
1: Eh,
0: I would say you could have just made it. You never know. See, the, the thing is, a GM, you know, you know everything that's going on. The yeah. players don't. No. Players we oftentimes forget. Yeah. Or, or I mean. What seems like an obvious clue to a GM is not an obvious clue to a player. Not at all. They only have the information that you've given them. So yeah. clues that seem obvious to you having the whole picture in your head, that's, meaningless. Yeah. that's we, meaningless. We don't even
2: know We don't know who's controlling the cult. We don't know what the cult's things are. We just know that it's a guy in robes wearing a... a and and uh, we're going to look at each other and go, is that a, is that a cult? Is that the local cult. religion? Yeah. No, it, it says. Should, it should says. that be important?
1: Yeah. But as players, I, I know, I know, he's,
2: I know. That's,
0: like that's he
1: explained it correctly in the thing. But as players, you'd be like, I don't know, th- I forgot, I don't know what that means. Like, um, I also, I forgot what I was going to say. Perceived,
0: he was a cultist of the god Perceived. He's a perceived oh. cultist. Sorry.
1: <laughs> the results.
0: The accused
2: cultist calls out for the guards, and in response, the player continues to try to drag him away from the market. Continued failed grapple checks give the cultist enough time to attract guards. The player is arrested and thrown into the drunk tank. Sure. The other players at the table wanting to avoid what they perceived as a fiasco, I would agree, and have their characters remain with the gathering witnesses and acted as if the first player was a complete stranger. Uh, I switched focus to yeah. the jail PC <laughs> to the remaining. I, I, I switched focus from the jail PC to the remaining PCs. They're all. <laughs> yeah.
0: no, no, I
2: have no, no, idea. Idea. No, no idea. no idea, no idea who that guy, no guy no was.
0: No oh, yeah, I just came <laughs> up and grabbed onto him yeah, like a crazy I can't person. That was
2: nuts. I was afraid. Yeah. <laughs> After the game, I spoke to another gamer, not in the group, who is a GM, and he suggested that I should have had the guards arrest both player and cultist and have them put into a joining
0: That's, a, fast, that's, a, that's a fascinating idea there. Well, while
2: I wished I had thought of the above suggestion, I would have cut the other players uh, from play, and I doubt the exchange in prison would have gone much better. Well,
0: if they still need to get to the cultist... Now they know exactly where he is, yeah. and they got a prison break. And they got, got to get their guy the, out, and one of the other players has eyes on him. Yeah, and the cultists are going
2: to go get their guy out.
0: Right. So yeah. now all
2: of a sudden, you got a bunch of rogue priests and your group
0: rumbling in the jail. Right. Yeah. And and, and I, I mean, in that situation, if you if you're this is not a town full of lawlessness and stuff like that, which it sounds like kind of what he was running. <clears throat> you start a fight, guards are going to show up. So yep. let the players know, yeah, because <clears throat> you don't know what the players' think. expectations are yeah. in that situation unless you've gone to a great extent to, to to explain how things work in this city, and they've heard you and listened. I think
1: they heard you. If, that's a big thing,
0: right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes kind of they just don't
2: care. They don't actually believe that, that's really, that there's going to be consequences. But just you a can lot stop of and, and say,
0: "Hey, you're accosting someone," and you notice that there's guards around. Are you sure you want to do that? Because mm-hmm. uh, well, you you've changed our mind that way a couple of times. You say things like, "Sure." You remember that this is like a, a,
2: a lawful city, and the guards do not take the oh, fighting in yeah. the streets. Remember that, right? Oh yeah. So are the guards actually watching me? Yes, <laughs> yes they are. Yeah, one and of them is
0: actually staring at <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it should be in your description of the scene. Hey, you show up to the market, and you notice a few guards around keeping the peace. And like when they enter that situation, especially if they're kind of desperate and things aren't going well for them, it's always good to remind them of some of those soft boundaries.
2: Yep, absolutely. I, I th- when we're done with this, we can maybe, we yeah. can review what the yes and, what, what, like the, the way to yes and the situation. We maybe just, we can reread it We that again. a couple sessions. Yes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, now my group's makeup is <laughs> largely made up of players that are returning to the hobby after being away a couple of decades.
1: Those are the best people.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or are fairly new to the hobby. I have a single veteran player in the group uh, that in the past groups was more of a follower than a leader. I've asked her to step up being that she's the vet. So my question is, Am I doing it wrong? Mm-hmm. How do you shape the minds of new-ish players? Not all challenges should be solved by violence.
1: Murder uh, hobo is a term for a to.
0: I mean, most I games, the, most games uh, if the book's this big, that much of the book is the combat section. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they, players see that and they're like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to build a character because that's obviously what's prioritized by the game. And That's a lot of games, yep. right? Not just D and D, but a lot of games. I like have that. a
2: barbarian fighter. He's got an intelligence of six, and right. he's, but he's very good with swords. <coughs> yeah. what, what do you mean you want me to talk right. my way out the, the, of this ball. situation? The,
0: the players, the players are going to give you a clue as the kind of game they want by the kind of characters they make. Yeah. If, well, if they, if they're made fighters,
1: yeah. And fight. newer players, most of them have probably grown up on video games where violence is always the answer. <laughs> <Yes>. So they've <laughs> it's been the tra- only answer. Yeah, that's been trained into them. <clears> you know, especially if they're playing WoW and things like that, and then trying to move into this, like you always kill every in your path to get whatever you need for your quest.
0: I'm going to talk to the rat.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> so early on in the game...
0: <laughs> ever, ever, quest, quest.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like, make it so... <laughs> um, like, early on in your game, there's some things that they can't solve by violence. right? Because if everything in the beginning is, oh, you kill it, okay, great job, you won, okay, you kill it, great job, you won, oh, here's a complex problem where you have to talk to people. Right. Like, that's going to be weird. They're not going to Jump straight or, to or, or well, well,
0: and, or you can have a situation where they need to get something from someone, yeah. And the person isn't being violent and isn't being confrontational, well, but I, they're like, "But that's I, mine." I think that's what yeah. he was
2: trying to set up here. Where there's right. an investigative thing, and they basically, you know, they they resorted to violence and basically but stick st- them up.
0: But he started the investigation with a no. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I, yes, and I think that might be part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I think if they walked up and were able to get some information from that first guy... Right. You know, I mean, they still probably would have attacked the cultists because already... Oh, look, a breadcrumb. Yeah. But already in that situation, if if they're looking for what they are perceiving as a bad guy, they're probably going to start with violence. So in your game previous to that, you should start having things where it's not necessarily a bad guy at the end of their, you know, social, you know, challenge where they you know like you were saying where someone's like oh you go to the local shopkeep and he you know is a kind you know he he supports the orphanage but he has the magic item that you need you know he's like the nicest guy ever everybody loves him right are you gonna bash his face in and steal the item if so you're we're playing with assholes and skip and don't play with them right or, or murder hobos murder or hobos um, or teenagers yeah or, or teenagers <laughs> um, so start having like more stuff like that in there where they have to start using those things and you can have a conversation with them about that too sure Um, I don't know if I agree with asking the veteran player to step up if she's kind of a follower player that's not necessarily a fair thing to put her in the position to do because yeah she can give advice like that's great to say hey can you just give them advice but asking her to be a party leader when that's not the kind of player she is like that's then taking away her fun it's making it a job
2: Yeah. Um, some of us like
1: to be bossy and some of us don't
2: let me finish this so we can we can yeah uh, I've, had a, I've had the thought uh, that this group would be best not given investigative games and it said just run straightforward murder hope is save the day scenarios but will that really create creative/ slash problem solving players that are that our hobby is known for creating plus I don't believe I'd really enjoy running those sessions uh, PS drink PPS drink again because I've cut back
0: <laughs> give them both mm-hmm. I would. That's that's what I would. I would do both of them. I mean, you, you, if you if you're not interested in running a hack and slash game, you shouldn't be expected to run a hack and slash game. Yeah. Right. But if all your players are expecting a hack and slash game, what are you going to do? Yeah. Props <laughs> help a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, one of the things you can do to mitigate that is to give them maps, to give them letters, to give them puzzles or parts of letters, and they have to find and, and figure it out, or something in code. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, you're going to be—they're going to be like. Um, for example, when I did the the Spreak Show Grendel game, I just did a straightforward substitution code for runic letters. So, so right. basically, they they translated this runic script they found because um, I gave them a key that they'd found in the woman's apartment. They were able to to translate what the note said. Uh, everybody at the table was in on it looking over looking at it looking upwards and all of a sudden they were all having to invest the time. There was no killing going on. They were trying to solve a problem. I think that 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 helps immerse them and teaches them that there's more to this game than just rolling up there and smacking things around. Sure. Eventually they did get to a combat where they smacked them around but up to that point there was this trail that they followed. And the other
0: thing I mean it's it's, it's okay for the GM to give them suggestions as well. Mm -hmm. Like Uh if they decide they want to rough up the guy the rough up the cultist what
1: no keep oh. yeah, if, if they happy. say
0: they, they want to they they want to rough up the cultist maybe say you know there's there's a couple of guards like and one of them has kind of been looking at you a little bit maybe you might want to split up and have someone distract him if you're gonna try that yeah Go take him to the bar and get him drunk.
1: Right, right. There you go. Ulysses eighty seven in the chat room says, uh, "Sorry, I just lost it." Uh, My primary group used to be that way, but they ease out of it by encountering NPCs way out of their league. A villain who not only wants to defeat and, inter- uh, and interrogate a higher level wizard who offers to turn uh, at the deck uh, of many things. So having them go up against like, oh, you go into the wizard shop. This is obviously a mage who uh, you know. You know, you don't say he's level five million, but right. you just like, oh, you probably will get fucked up if you mess with it. Like, so then they have to use their brain rather than their brawn. Mm-hmm. Things like that. That's another good tactic too.
2: I I I used to just attack things because that was what happened. But what? but as I'm older now, your
0: character has a sword. I every it, problem is a neck, <laughs> or or even in superhero
1: <laughs> games, you just you even roll in an and age. you
2: punch it. You know, right. before you don't even ask questions. Um, as I've gotten older, I find it more fun to try to talk my... Not necessarily talk my way out of situations, but, but talk into a situation. Find out what's going on. Why, why is this happening? Why? Win with words. Or just... Yeah, because I know that there's deeper meanings to stuff. than just Because if you just roll in and conk everybody out, you're not going to know why the cultists were in that temple in the first place. You right. killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, there's still a big hole in your plot. They don't know. Well, we killed the cultists. Yeah, but why were they there? What were yeah. they getting? Were they going to summon an elder god? You don't know. You killed them all.
1: Yeah.
0: If you got them all. If you got if, them all. Yeah. You got this chapter. Right. <laughs> all right.
1: Oh, and uh, Jen Human in the says, don't mess with old people in games, hey.
2: Right. <laughs> was it uh, treachery and cunning or treachering and age will make up for youth and idealism every time <laughs> or youth and energy every yeah. time?
0: And that was from James. Is that right, James? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you,
2: James.
1: Thank you. Good email.
2: Going too far with dice fudging from Allervant. Okay, I've, I'm going to ask my wife. The next game we have is to make uh, fudge in the shape of dice.
1: <laughs> I've got those That's dice awesome. molds, but they're giant. That would be a, chi- a giant thing of fudge.
2: I see no problem with that.
1: <laughs> I make cakes for them.
0: You could cut them in half. So you could make d sixes easy out of
1: fudge. Yeah, yeah,
0: they'd be super easy. They'd be super easy. Yeah, a
1: little d. Yeah. Paint
0: them oh, with okay. that
2: edible paint, or just mm. I think can't you get just half a one so that you just a little little fudge.
0: Nice. Come on. We
1: could do amazing things. (laughs) (laughs) All sugar.
0: Hello, Happy Jackers. Thank you all for for thank you for all the GMing advice you have given me over the past few years. Since I started listening to your podcast, I gained the confidence to get behind the screen in a superhero campaign, and most of my players appreciate the results. But I have and and yes to get jamming again. I was yeah. just applied That's for superhero we were, again. Yeah, for But I have
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have
0: two issues that I could use your advice.
1: Uh-huh.
0: First, is the one player who doesn't seem happy with things. I've dangled multiple plot hooks. He's plot hook Take it. Uh in front of her her character, and she hasn't taken a liking to any of them. Mm. The plots include a murder mystery, the origins of her character's powers, and helping a ghost child. But they've all fallen flat. Wow! Yeah,
2: you even have one that was a personal like. That's to and that's the to first thing. It, come it, from, oh. right? Wow! That's I, I would have
0: right? jumped all over that.
1: Okay, now I we have to think of something else yeah. to say. Okay, keep going.
0: I think part of it is the nature of a character who is more of a lone wolf type. Oh uh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you, are you a little traumatized by lone wolf types at the moment? I
0: think no, lone wolf, char- lone wolf <laughs> characters, well, you can play a lone wolf character, but you got to play the lone wolf character right. If you're yeah. not playing the lone wolf character right, it all you're doing annoying. is causing mm-hmm. a, a huge amount of work for the GM to try to figure out how to, why you're still with the party. Yeah. If you're truly playing a lone, a, like really playing a lone wolf character, yeah. you just leave. And
1: the other players, too. It's right, really hard exactly. on the other players. Right, because te- like they're trying to include you, but then they feel like their characters wouldn't. I think you. it's a
0: good it's rule for a, a first-time player. to The GM to first-time player says, "You're not allowed to make a lone wolf character. Yeah. I want you to make someone who's got family mm-hmm. and friends and likes to talk to people and is nice. <laughs> Start with that.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Don't make Strider." Yeah. Make Bilbo. Yeah. There you go.
1: <laughs> well, no, Strider is alone, but he also has a lot of motivation to help and be with the party. Like, he is their guardian. Like, it is his job right. to make sure everybody else. So, I'm sorry, like, the Tolkien, like, but clarification. But Bilbo. Right.
0: Let's go have
1: tea. Right. But Bilbo is the one who ends up bringing up. Strider's never going
0: to invite someone and they're not to tea. The same. They're in the same, same world.
1: Yeah.
2: Fine. Bilbo's <laughs> alive. And Bilbo, like, don't make Boromir.
1: Yeah. There. There okay, you there
0: you go.
2: Um, God, I'm glad we set, ironed that yeah, one out. That's very
1: <laughs> Make Harry Dresden
0: don't make his brother.
1: Yes, there.
0: <laughs> don't make <characters>. Batman.
1: <laughs> Cyber Everything says, I specifically told the new people don't make Batman. Don't make
0: Bat- or <laughs> no or Batman. Or Wolverine. Or Wolverine. Or
1: <laughs> Wolverine. That's an excellent way.
0: I mean, it's great if you're watching a movie or a TV sure. show or yeah. reading a comic book but in a role-playing game.
1: Pain in the ass. It's...
0: Right, it, but the it, comic it's, book's
2: it's called Wolverine, and he's like a lone wolf riding his motorcycle through the wilderness, and then you know gets jumped on by people. That's fine because it's just, just the dude, right? Yeah, but then but they,
1: yeah, but it they it even tie in with the X Men. Like it's like, oh, he falls in love with Jean Grey. Suddenly, he's not a lone wolf anymore. Right, exactly,
0: right? Like, yeah, sorry. Continue. Uh, the, the nature of the character, of the lone wolf, lone wolf type. But at, as I GM, I should be able to work around that since the game has gone to roll twenty. I'm even more unsure if it's the character or the player who isn't interested. I'm not sure what to do. Ask. Yep. I've given you three plot hooks. Yep. You have been disinterested in all three of them. What is it you want your character to do? Yeah. Or do you even want to keep playing? Are you just here because And, and maybe she's just a very quiet, passive yeah. player. Yeah. Maybe she just wants to sit there and hang out with her friends.
1: Yeah. 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 She might be new. Did he say that she's a new player? She nope. didn't say anything it. Uh, doesn't he? say. Okay. Doesn't say. That seems like a very new player thing too, to not realize that you can take everybody down the path of your story. Right. To be like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be the center of attention.
0: Yeah, and and that know, could be that that could be yeah. it, it could yeah. very well
2: Being on roll twenty two. You're they're not in the same room with everybody. It's hard it's hard yeah. to micro to read social all the micro you, Yeah, social cues, all of that. So maybe
1: she's on Facebook and not paying attention and didn't hear you. Well,
2: or that, and it's just something. I just, I don't I don't want to be talk over you guys. There's stuff going on. I don't yeah. know that could it could be.
0: It, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second issue takes dice fudging to a risky new level. Ooh. <coughs> risky. I have a hard time judging how powerful to make the bad guys. Mm. In the first combat of my campaign, I had to dial back the damage the main baddie did because I was at serious risk of killing one of the PCs. You can kill a PC. Yeah, it's okay. it's okay. <laughs> <coughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah. The first combat of the campaign, that'd be a little rough. That,
1: that's kind of sucky. But yeah,
0: you could also just hurt
2: them bad. you <laughs> um, I, I would say maybe for the first combat or two, if you're still working with the system. I know we had that problem with uh, the first 4E game and stuff. You were still grappling with how to build a character. So I, I get it. it. Sure. But, uh, yeah.
0: Mm. Anyway. Um, since then, I've had the baddies who have either surrendered, ran away, or got eaten by a Lovecraftian nightmare. <laughs> nice. Because I thought it, that was... What that there was a chance that the players would lose, or that combat was taking too long, making the players bored. Mm -hmm. To fix this, I'm considering taking dice fudging to a new level. We've all been in a situation where the baddie is down to a handful of health, but just won't die. It kills the pacing of the story and frustrates the players. So why not end the fight at a dramatically appropriate moment instead? Damage rolls would hamper the main baddie in different ways so that the PCs, PCs know they're making progress even if I'm not keeping exact track of health. Things like dropping a weapon, falling over backwards, blinding them, blinding him for a few seconds, and so on until the time is right. Then the next good hit and boom, he falls over and the fight's done. This is outright cheating, but is it cheating for the sake of the story? This way, the fight is over. Only as tough or as easy as I want without the hassle of calculating power levels or dealing with bad dice rolls. Am I taking things too far, or is mm. there a kernel of a good idea in this? Thanks, Alvarant. P.S. Drink water. Booze dehydrates you. Let me just say, first off, if you listen to Fear the Boot...
1: You said they're awesome.
0: Oh, what's his name? I can't remember which one it was. One of them flat-out admitted that he does this all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't have any idea how many hit points his bad guys have. <laughs> he just gets to the point where he thinks that the players have done enough damage and now is an appropriate moment for the monster to fall over dead. I don't have any problem with that at all. No. I don't. I mean, right. I personally, if, if you think that's cheating, what you can do is say there's a range of hit points. Yes. Because you can have that if you take... If if you're using D and D, and you have 12 hit dice, you can say, "Okay, 12 hit dice has a range of if I roll all ones of being 12 to being whatever it is. I don't remember what monster hit dice are. D8s or D6s? What system you're playing? (coughs) Well, I'm talking about old D &D. and D, but um, but you have a range of of points and say, "Okay, that's the range of hit points from 12 to 86." Hmm.
1: I think that's fine.
0: And just say once I'm somewhere in between there, yeah. I won't let it go too high. Mm-hmm. And it, well, they have to get at least this much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll find. And once I, they get, it gets in that area, mm-hmm. then I'll let them kill them. And they're yeah. still rolling. And then if there's
2: fails, interesting things happen. If yeah. crits happen, the interesting things happen. You're right. still not <clears throat> cheating them of their of their dicing experience. Right. Um, and and if you do it right, they won't know you didn't stat up your villain.
0: Yeah. So. I do that. all... I mean, I, I don't have villains statted all the time. Yeah, I write them down as I'm. It's like, oh, they're going to fight this guy. Okay, yeah. you know, we, we with vampire. Normally, what I do is I, I give them like a physical stat, a mental stat, and a social stat. If they social and mental are yeah. going to come into it. Yeah. But I usually just give them a stat like, okay, three. This guy's got threes in all of his physical stuff. Yeah. And he's a toriador, so he's got celerity and <laughs> and. Presence. This, and this is going
2: to be a very divisive thing. I, I could see how people yeah. are going to either oh. want want full on characters statted up, and they want to follow the numbers, and there's going to be other people that are going to be like, yeah, there's a lot of wiggle room in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily change the story, and like you're sa- like sh- they were saying, and we do. Th- I feel like, I mean, I can't assume like I've only one done one game on stream, but um, gming you know con games, you have a time limit. Sure, Mm -hmm. you have to get it in that time limit. And why the
0: fuck are you gonna keep? I hit. Yeah, I, uh, I miss. I hit. You keep, everyone's bored I will just never so you can get to a fucking number. Or they number. miss
1: lunch at the con. That's awesome. I'll never forget yeah.
2: the all-night combat we had in 4E. Oh, yeah.
0: my God.
2: I'll never forget. Hard. Six hours of just rolling a yeah. hit, rolling a hit, rolling a hit. It was hit. so hard. Because it, it was attrition. We were waiting for the thing to go down. Yeah, it was a tough fight. You were yeah. fighting like a whole bunch of buttons. But it was all the, night. Yeah.
1: But I think this is a really elegant solution. Like, having things like him dropping a weapon, that's great. Like, someone gets a really good hit on him. It doesn't necessarily have to be a crit. Or, you know, if you're having, sometimes uh, GMs will have you, and some systems have you kind of explain what you do. Right. Someone has a really cool kind of role playing, you know, attack that they decide to say. You know, oh, you know, I'm going to make the pillar fall. You know, I'm going to use my power instead of just shooting him. Shoot Fireball, fireball, fireball. Like, I'm going to use my power to knock over the columns holding up so it falls on him. Like, that's really cool. Sure. You're probably not going to have, like, XP for the column hitting him because. Why would you plan that much? Because it's right. stupid, don't plan that much. So then you're like, okay, cool. That knocks the weapon out of his hand and you take a bunch of hit points off. So using those creative things is is great. I think that's I don't I don't I don't necessarily feel like that is dice I, fudging.
0: I think it actually it improves it's, you. Not, it's not dice fudging. Yeah. But I mean there
1: not that that's bad either, but I feel you know like what? coming up. I with don't even want to talk
0: it. to the purists anymore. We're <laughs> like, No, you have exactly <laughs> Always the exactly I'm sorry. Same. You know I, if everyone at the fucking table is bored and they're like why the fuck do you need to get to that number?
1: Right.
0: If it, fun, game, yeah, enjoyment, yeah. Please, i are gonna get
1: there eventually. That's the thing. It's like it's not like people who are like, well, if you if they go left mo- or they go right, it's the same thing. in The way you're cheating them, it's like they're gonna sit there until they take the monster down. You're not changing it.
0: You're going
1: You're not changing the w- outcome.
0: In most most combats, you're gonna know in two or three rounds. <laughs> How yeah. that combat's gonna go yeah right unless you have some like severe dice swings or something yeah you're gonna you're gonna know in the first few sessions Absolutely. you're gonna see which side is gonna suddenly have a numeric advantage because maybe they concentrated fire on a couple guys and took a couple of them out early mm. you're gonna know which way which way the tide's gonna gonna go once you know that you don't have to play the whole goddamn
1: thing out. Well, Unless they're having a great time, because you can't. If, th- if
0: that's what you want to do, yeah. but if your players aren't having no, fun doing that, like, why the hell are you torturing again. them with yeah. game mechanics? Yeah, don't do that. I think you'll
2: find by taking a lot of the numbers away from from being a you know the, your NPC or your villain that you're hitting, you're going to be much more descriptive of the combat. Yeah. I mean, he's going to drop back. He's going to drop the one knee. He's going to clutch his, his arm where you you've hit him. And I think it that it, that's it, going to inspire the players. They're like, all right, we circle him, or or uh, I get up on the dais now, so I have the high ground, or whatever. I have yeah. the high ground. I, have the high ground. <laughs> I think I think you're going to find the combats are going to be much more interesting. The players are going to be more creative rather than standing in one place and trading blows back and forth, because that's yeah. ostensibly what happens when you go by the numbers. Oh, yeah. sure. Everybody stands in a circle and they take their turn hitting him.
1: Yeah. And make sure that you let your players interact with the environment. Because that—I mean, I know it's a little off the topic of the email, but like having columns, having a place where they can get higher, having a ledge they can push him off of, sure. or something. Like those are all really interesting ways that can speed up and make combat more unique, rather than just you are in a giant empty cavern with nothing around and you just get to hit him over and over and over again.
0: I just reached that scenario in. Um I'm playing a, a Warhammer iPad game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's that game called? I don't know. Uh, Death Watch. It's the Tyranid oh. invasion. Mm-hmm. And I just got to the one where I have to fight this big freaking monster that's got a shit ton of hit points, and I've tried like three different combinations of Marines to take him out, and I can't, and I have to kill him. That's yeah. how you win the scenario. You can't yeah. just get to the thing. You have to take this thing out. And it, oh my God. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. It is absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are the cool things that differentiate tabletop RPGs from bosses in video games. Mm-hmm. Like, bosses in video games, there's one way you can beat them generally. And eventually, if you're I frustrated enough, it. you can look on YouTube and somebody's recorded it and posted it there for you to copy. Right. But that's the cool thing about tabletop RPGs. You can you could go in with different groups in the same scenario and get fifty different outcomes, and they can all win.
2: I've done that.
1: Yeah, we have, we've done that.
2: I've right. played the same scenario at yeah. cons, and it, they're radically different games. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, take advantage of those differences um, to to help speed up combat, to help make it more interesting, because. A, a combat can be a really great time if you're allowed to use those creative solutions, mm-hmm. which then can also speed it up. If it's now, a there time
0: are people time. out there who like w- w- war games. Absolutely, I, I don't like mixing my war games with my role playing games. Yes. I'd like them to kind of be a, a little, yeah. at least a little separate. Yeah, I do like a, a, a tactical game. I think it can be very fun. Mm-hmm. And and like GURPS with the tactical playing the tactical rules in GURPS is a blast. Yeah. But characters don't have 170 hit points. Mm -hmm. They'll have, like, 12. It it does beg the question, though, to make sure
2: that you honor your character's mechanics as well. So, like, like with GURPS, I'm playing with the Mook, and he's like, oh, you're going to do an eye shot. Okay, so you're going to wait and wait and wait. And he tells me how how many dice that's going to, or how much more damage that's going to do if I shoot my arrow through the guy's Mm -hmm. eye. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether or not he has that villain statted up, I don't know. I, have, I don't think I'll ever know if he actually had it statted up, but he gave me a really satisfying experience because I knew that the mechanics with Gerps and, yeah. and doing an eye shot would would do a, X amount of damage. And I don't
0: felt like I was robbed. I have a suspicion he just was making it up till uh, you know... Well, yeah, well, and once you've run a game long enough, you kind of get a firm grip on the, right. on the mechanics and you know, okay, if I'm going to make a... Tough bad guy. is going to have stats around here. If I'm going to make a weak bad guy, or like a quick fight where right. you can take him out in a couple shots, mm-hmm. it's going to be around this this level, right? Mm-hmm. I I guess my
2: point is that even if you're not going to have a firm number about or hit points or what even what his abilities are, make sure that you honor your players' abilities and mechanics. Oh, sh- absolutely, because they yeah. spend a lot of time and money building those mechanics in. So yes. you can't just say, uh, yeah, you should have. It hits him. He seems pained. It's like, but I was aiming for the eye. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you hit him in the eye. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, he, uh, he's got an arrow in his eye. Okay, but, I mean, roll your damage. Let me see your damage. Wow, that's a lot of tens, mm-hmm. you know. Give them that moment,
0: right? Uh, wait, wait, see, and that, that's that's one of the problems with like games like D anD. d It's like, okay, I'm going to aim for his eye. Okay, you can't. You aim can't
2: for his eye. Aim it or But his
0: let's eye. say you do. Okay, yes, you can aim for his eye. Go ahead, and roll your damage. I rolled a one. Yeah, right. <laughs> it glanced off the. No, 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 you hit. But when you rolled the damage, you rolled the one.
2: Rolled the one. Yeah, we did that in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Took the time, aimed my sniper rifle, rolled like the minimum amount of damage that a sniper rifle could ever do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those <laughs> are always really interesting moments, though. They're <laughs> annoying. You,
2: you
0: grazed his ear. Yeah. No, no, you did one point of damage to his eye. His eye is gone. He's in the. He's in the a lot of pain, but by next round, he'll be fine. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Uh, did you... Uh, did did he... Uh
1: no, I told him to email.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: Yeah, I told him. I'm like, okay. Because someone in the chat room was like, oh, you're yeah, really right. allowed to just write in questions. It's like, if it's related to the topic, like if you have a question, like a, a related question, a little bit of a spin-off on the qu- thing, then yes, we can take stuff from the chat room. But Otherwise, as a teacher, I have a thing for lines and we have a little bit of a backlog. So yes, you can't just jump backlog. in the chat room and cut the lines. So write into to rpg at gmail.com.
0: Yep. And that's it. Yep. That's it. We're done. The uh, knee. Where's the music? There it
1: is.
0: I'll be at Gen Con. Oh, that's right. Uh, was that two weeks from now? Yep. I think yeah. it's about two weeks from now. The
1: 18th, right?
0: Uh, we're talking about doing some sort of meetup. I have no idea where it will be, but it'll be sat- early Saturday evening or late afternoon Saturday. I'm guessing. Don't know. Uh, I've never been to Indianapolis. I don't know any place or anything. If you are a listener, and maybe if you're on the forum, you're planning on being there, and you know of a place where we can have a meetup, maybe a bar uh, That'd be cool. th- that's open before three. Let me know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> also, the um, uh, that Friday show, which is the fifteenth, eight. I don't remember the date of that Friday. That Friday, C.A. Dave is going to run the show.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, are you going to be here, or are you going to be at the wedding? Uh, that doesn't happen till the 18th. Okay, what, what's that Friday? That's the 18th. 18th. Okay, then that's the I day. will be at that wedding. You will be there. So C.A. Dave is going to be here. He's probably going to have other people here. We're going to try to Skype me in. Yeah. Maybe through my iPad so we can have... If there's a- listeners around, that'd be on Friday. Okay. That's what maybe be. a live from Gen Con kind of thing. Is that uh, well, yeah, thing I'll, I'll what do i I'm standing here in front of the other <laughs> <room>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my microphone up with a little I mic. Totally should. <laughs> you, uh, oh, the humanity! <laughs> I, I would so
2: love <laughs> to have your little press hat, you know.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Still in the, still oh in the streets? I
2: never, let, me, let me stop a wandering person feel <laughs> <laughs> are you? Do you consider yourself a gognerd or
0: a i
1: There you have it. That
0: would be amazing. But uh, so, um, huh. if, if I, I don't know if there's.
2: If you will need to produce a series of those, and we'll just, <laughs> we'll just give them away as Patreon because that is so hysterical. Do in black and
0: white and make yes. flickery. And so hysterical.
1: Jen <laughs> Human says, Good luck, bandwidth is at a premium at Gen Con.
0: Well, I may not do it at Gen Con, I may do it from the from Airbnb. The
1: yeah, that's
0: true. So, yeah, I don't have a hotel, i got Airbnb because the, hotel, the hotels are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, or maybe we can do it from a bar. Yeah,
1: you
0: know that's off the beaten path, so they might have their own Wi Fi, and that'd be
1: fun. Who knows? That'd be amazing. But
0: that's on Friday, and that would be at like ten PM Central. Is that Central Central Time? in I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's two hours two hours later, so yeah. that would be ten Central so because 10 it's three hours East Coast. But of two, yeah, again, I, I'm I, I'm I may do that, and if I do that, uh, there also might be a I can get a press pass. Yeah. yeah, they might have a press room where they have better bandwidth.
1: Maybe. I don't know. It might be too late to get one now. I don't know. Probably. Usually for a con, it's usually six months out or oh, so, but you yeah, have prob- to get a press you're, pass. You're probably right. You're probably yeah. right. But uh, start a, a thread on the forum for people going so you guys yeah. can coordinate. So check happyjacks.org slash forum.
0: And then uh, September 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th will be at Strategic Con. That's uh, uh, Gateway? On. Gateway 2017? Yeah. It's Gateway or con. September Game con, on, whatever that one is. September con.
1: Registration for games is
0: like, and registration for games is soon.
1: I think it's late this next week. I haven't
0: put a game up yet, but I think I might run my game uh, games on demand for kids on Sunday.
1: Okay, you should do an adult game too this time. Just do one. I prep we'll, it. we'll we'll, we'll see. I'm going to do the, the I'm, I'm going to do the
0: LARP 101 thing at two o'clock on Saturday.
1: Yeah, that's
0: cool. Because they're having like a LARP. This is what larping is is like, and then you have the thing. And I was going to take the kids to it. Yeah,
1: that'd be fun. So,
0: Zachary wants to take take the Warhammer army too.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I really
0: don't want to expose you to those people, Zachary. That's a thing you started. (laughs) <laughs> Someone emailed, and I'll, I'll, I'll read it later at some point in the mm-hmm. future because I think he just sent it. Days like "fuck you, Venable, or something like that. And it was about the. It was about how much shit we give to Warhammer players, and yeah. how oh, it must be Warhammer night because the place smells like cheese. Yeah, right. So,
1: we, well, we've now accepted Larpers into the fold, and we stopped bagging on them. So now we have to have a new target. We <laughs> <laughs> still bag on furries, though, right? Sure.
2: Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, that's a so head good. Head full. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's that's later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, now
0: I'll try again. Thank you for joining us for season 19 episode 20 of Happy Jack podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Suey. I'm Snork. Uh, that's it. So I told you all the stuff I had to tell you. See you next Friday, eight PM Pacific time. Uh, Sunday, four PM. We will have Webblade and Tusk. Yes. And then on Monday at 8 p.m. we will have Savage Worlds Riffs. Yes. And can more help. games
1: coming. HappyJacks.org slash schedule. HappyJacks.org slash schedule.
0: For those of you from England.
1: Yes. And we will show you uh, our calendar for those of you watching more in a second.
0: Yep. Thank you very much. We'll leave with a song. We owe our cup to the brewing man A hearty brew with flavor sweet
2: Raise a toast
0: to the brewing man And with a smile each glass I greet God save every brewing man Beer in belly and cup in hand God save every brewing man For the crazy Scotsman down the way God save every brewing man and Through the fetch with a bale of hay We owe our cup to the brewing man He wears a and plays a pipe blaze a toast to the brewing man But his ale's damn tasty when it's ripe God save every brewing man Beer in belly and cup in hand God save every brewing man well, happy Jackie brews strong beer. God save every brewing man. It looks like violence smells quite queer. We owe our come to the brewing man. I had a sip, my stomach too soon Raise a toast
1: to the brewing man. When
0: I
2: barfed it up, the taste improved. God save every brewing man. Beer in belly and cup in hand. God save every brewing man. Now to all
1: you drinkers, hear this song. God, God save.
2: Brewing man, consider
1: this: Did you sit on your ass? Raise a toast
2: to the brewing man.
1: Is his life work that filled glass? God
2: save,
0: God save every brewing man. Beer in belly and cup in hand. God save every brewing man. Beer in belly and cup in hand. God save every brewing man. The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire.